Are you playing both sides of the ball? You should be. You can get right over to CampusCanton.com right now. Put in code FEVER. Start getting all of some of my favorite Dynasty Devi college football analysts get their information start getting ready for your 2023 drafts start moving some assets in your devi leagues they have all this information we mentioned campus to canton all the time and that college side of it and how you bring those college players up in to your new dynasty leagues that you have they have all this other information too as you're getting ready for your campus to canton leagues Betting information, I could go on and on. Just put in code FEVER, save 10% now, get all this information, and then you can tell me about it and how awesome it is. Use code FEVER. Rookie Fever, the show that looks closely at NFL rookie values all year long. With your hosts, Swagzilla Zero G. We can't all be winners. And Mike, the feverish Fadero. never in a vacuum! Nothing is in a vacuum! The Rookie Fever Podcast. We're just having fun and we're working, baby. That's it, baby. Welcome back to Rookie Fever, episode 295. And I'm here, as always, with the feverish Fenero. I'm actually not here with the feverish Fenero this evening, this day. Whatever time it may be where you are listening, he's a little under the weather. We will proceed with normal shows in the near future. But it is just me here, actually, Swagzilla Zero G. Gonna be doing this a lot different. Yeah, so we'll see how it goes. I don't think we've ever had an actual solo rookie fever. We've split away from each other for some profiles and whatnot, but this is going to be a little bit different for me within Rookie Fever. So I thought what we could do is talk about some underperforming rookies and what to do with them, how to handle them. I want to try to approach this from an unbiased situation, position, excuse me. So one thing I've tried to change in my fantasy analysts over the last year or so is I try to not have a player that I'm trying to talk about as a sell. Like if we have a sell show, like who are you selling feverish? See feverish is here. I told you I'm here as always with the feverish Fenero. But if I have a player, I'm going to sell. I want it to actually be somebody I roster. It's easier for me to explain how I would do that. And I don't want my sell show to just be throwing shade on players that you already know. I don't like, but on this show, I'm going to have to do that. Because I want to talk about some of the underperforming rookies and what I would do with them if they were on my teams in this situation that the players are in today. Whether it was opportunity, injury. We'll, so we'll talk about a lot of players. Sky Moore, James Cook. There's, I think there's a few different categories. Like Those two players were players that were, I think we could fairly say to this point, were a little bit overhyped. You know, They were in very high regards in the fantasy community and to this point have been healthy and not given us the opportunity that we thought the teams would get. Then there's like Traylon Burks, Jamison Williams. You could maybe throw Christian Watson into the group of like those injured wide receivers that the reason we have their failure is much different. You know, we've got Isaiah Spiller, Hassan Haskins, Zamir White, like what the hell happened? Kyle Phillips, David Bell, is Vellis Jones even worth talking about? Keontae Ingram, is he going to get a shot? 
Isaiah Pacheco, what the hecko, and then Wandale Robinson. I would call all these guys sort of failed rookies to this point. No matter what your expectations of them are, we know full well, and you know, no matter what your expectations are for your biggest rookies, we know full well that the hit rate on rookies isn't very high. So sometimes, I mean, we have to figure out what to do with some of these players, who could potentially still be a hit, who's worth rostering. What do you do with somebody that's not worth rostering? How do you get that value back? Can you ever? So this show, you're going to hear a lot of names, like I said. But in the end, it's very much more strategic, like what to do, how to do it. I'm going to use names as examples of a lot of the failed rookies. These maybe I use, I don't I don't want to get too far into, like maybe we go with Isaiah Spiller as somebody that could be a throw-in to add to your teams. Like maybe you go out and try to add him. Touches seem to be going up. 4.3 per carry last week. He seems to be the backup to Austin Eckler. So somebody like Isaiah Spiller, that situation could be completely different than somebody like, let's say, Zamir White. But nonetheless, like maybe your Isaiah Spiller is Hassan Haskins. Maybe you want to go out and get Hassan Haskins while I'm going out to get Isaiah Spiller. It's um, going to be a much more strategic show using the names and how I would deal with them in situations where I am rostering them. That's probably the easiest way for me to explain what we're going to do today with the feverish Fenero. So where do we start? I think we start with Skymore and James Cook. Those valued guys at the peak of the season or peak value at the beginning of the season. Start with Skymore. Six receptions on 13 targets. That would sound really great if we were doing like a week, it wouldn't sound bad if he had 13 targets or six receptions, but that's for the season. That's all Sky Moore has seen. They add in Kadarius Tony. At best, where do you see Sky Moore? Let's be realistic here with Juju there, McCole Hardman doing better than any of us expected, and then Travis Kelsey. So that's a fourth to fifth target, depending on running back and what kind of role Kadarius Tony plays in this offense. Ah, come on, you know, it's done for Sky Moore. So I think the move is, if you have Sky Moore on your team, is you basically can send this offer to anybody in your league, whether they're contending or not. But you need to find that team that believes in Sky Moore, the dynasty asset, the future. And you just kind of need to get whatever you can get. I don't mean to say it like that, but eh, actually I did. I think you start with like a second, though, even if you went through everybody in your league and tried to get a second for him or some other asset that just kind of hasn't quite hit yet. But I think the move is to sell. I don't think it's worth holding Sky more, to be completely honest with you. But I think that you can send this move to everybody in your league. I don't think you need to look at that bottom six or the out of contention teams. I think you just need to look at him as a dynasty asset This hopefully somebody thinks is worth waiting on. I don't. I'm not saying he won't have a day, but I don't think it's going to be worthwhile to us in fantasy football for a decent amount of time. And then to James Cook, kind of the same thing. I think that James Cook might be somebody I'm a little bit more interested in, but not enough to hold, not enough to buy. I, I think it's a similar move. I think that you try to find that team and I, I won't broken record it. Just, yeah, 
kind of try to move on from him. Find that team that believes in James Cook, the dynasty asset. 28 touches this year. That's it on the season. We're past the halfway point. Like We want to see more opportunity than that from our healthy rookies at this point in the season. And, and we just haven't. It's concerning. So I think you kind of do the same thing, you know, or you move on. You Maybe you go after a James Robinson or a proven talent that is kind of poo-pooed on. Not, not somebody like David Montgomery anymore, not those guys, but maybe early to mid-second for James Cook. And again, I think you can make the same moves. I think you can go to all of your teams in your league and try to make this move. Contention cycle, I don't really think is important for this one. Mainly because you're probably not going to get a ton back. If you are contending and you have these assets, though, that could change things for you. And then somebody like a James Cook or uh, I'm trying to think, you know. Maybe you feel out DeAndre Hopkins, somebody a little bit older. I think you would need to add to that. But if you are contending, I think there is definitely room for you to move these pieces to some cheap points in your lineups. That's what I'd do with those guys if I had them on my teams. I think it's important that you like kind of try to make some moves with those guys too. I just don't think they'll let, – well, let's talk about something a little bit more fun. Let's talk about Traylon Burks, who's been injured, beat up. He's a little bit raw. This is a guy, though, that I think we haven't seen peak value from yet, peak production from yet. He's somebody that you hold on to and or go out and feel out some offers from those contenders. Bad news is to make a move like this, everybody's going to realize that Traylon Burks is coming back maybe as early as this week. Still the same. You could probably make, I don't know, in the Superflex League, if you're out of contention, trade like a quarterback for him not 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 a quarterback oh man we have to hope john hogue didn't hear that but you i'm trying to think of like a move that's not just picks because you know you're you can't just like sell all your 2023 picks for these wide receivers at this point there's just no reason in doing that you're not going to make it happen for a second maybe you could make it happen for chase claypool and Kadarius tony for Traylon Burks or something like that. I would do, I would definitely do that move if if I could get Burks for those two jokers. I would absolutely do that. I'm trying to think of some other examples though, but nonetheless, like Traylon Burks, I think you try to hold on to even if you're in contention. I mentioned that you're you're trying to get him from a contender, but if you're in contention, if you can afford to try to hold on to him, try to hold on to Jamison Williams as well. Same thing. He hasn't reached peak value yet. I get a lot of offers for Jameson Williams lately. Mainly, I mean, for for one thing, I don't have any trail on Burks, so I don't have any examples of that one. I wish I did. Jameson Williams, I have a decent amount of. I've gotten a lot of offers for him lately. They're all just like weird cheap offers where it's like, yeah, he's almost coming back, man. And now this is what you're offering me. Hold on a little bit longer. Let him have a, a few good games if you do want to move on from him from either reason. Which I'm, that's not what I'm advising, but I would hold on to Jameson Williams, absolutely. And go out and get some more. Isaiah Spiller. He's a tough one, isn't he? Isaiah Spiller I'm also going to hold, and I'm going to try to acquire him on the cheap and maybe some throw-in trades throughout my leagues if I can. I'm not going out of my way to add him, but I, I am holding on to him because he's gotten a little bit more work the last couple weeks and he hasn't done too bad with it. Yeah, I, I want to hold Isaiah Spiller. 
For whatever reason, I don't feel the same about Hassan Haskins. I think it's partly because Isaiah Spiller came into the season a little bit banged up. Hassan Haskins, even being behind somebody like Derrick Henry, just hasn't gotten much opportunity at all. I think that he absolutely would if Derrick Henry were to go down. I think if I have Hassan Haskins, though, the first thing I'm going to try to do is sell him to that Derrick Henry team. Probably just for a second, if I can, even a late second, second or third, something like that. Maybe you do Haskins in your third for his second. That might be what you have to do. Hassan Haskins takes an absolute value leap if Derrick Henry were to get hurt. Like, he doesn't even have to have production at that point. As soon as that were to happen, absolutely going to go up. You might regret it. Still the same. Like, I think this time of year, we need to kind of start doing some of this early roster cleaning. We're going into the offseason. These moves get harder and harder to make until we get into that rookie draft talk for 2023 and that's going to be a lot of talk this offseason these moves get harder and harder to make as people realize somebody like oh man like zamir white hasn't done anything he wasn't at all what we thought he was going to be they're probably going to replace him they just re-signed josh jacobs or franchise tagged him you know you never know we just don't know jacobs been great this year so i think similar to hassan haskins you try to move zamir white to that Josh Jacobs team because they might be like, because in their heads too, even the biggest Josh Jacobs believer, truther, somebody that liked them all offseason, they've heard everything and it's hard to like totally remove all of that noise. So even they're thinking like, man, if Josh Jacobs gets hurt and I don't have Zamir White, we don't really even know what Zamir White would be if that were to happen first of all so if you can move him now just off those like feelings and vibes get back a third some other kind of player maybe you can fill a need or get a weird tight end on ir go after jared gerald everett or something like that but i think zamir white's somebody that i'm not even i don't even care about i don't even need to hold him just move on kyle phillips uh He's been banged up. I, I didn't want to throw him in with Traylon Burks and Jameson Williams, though. I just don't really think he belongs there. I think maybe Feverish and I will have to talk about this, but I think maybe, speaking for myself, I got a little bit excited about Kyle Phillips at the beginning of the season. Then he showed well, like we wanted to, the first couple weeks there. And then this injury has just held him out. I think it's going to hold him back. And then when we have seen him in some more games, it's it's just been kind of disappointing. So I wonder if he'll get the volume he actually needs in that offense. Because that's even something we talked about with Traylon Burks. And probably part of the reason A.J. Brown wanted to be traded is that offense and how much is it going to actually throw. Like, look at Robert Woods even. None of those guys, you know. like So... I think Kyle Phillips is just somebody, too, that if there's somebody that is even half as excited as I was at the beginning of the year, like, he's also somebody that I'm worried will end up being just a potential roster clogger. He could be anywhere from, like, that to a low-end wide receiver two, wide receiver three in PPR leagues. Nonetheless, like, at this point, he's he is holding up my rosters. He's... He's too rich to drop, and and he's just not doing anything for us. I, I'm kind of concerned about the future of him. I don't think the future quarterbacks on that team 
That said, I don't think Kyle Phillips will ever really have a chance to build chemistry with the future quarterback because I just don't think he's going to mean that much to the team. It hurts. But I think we move on from Kyle Phillips if we can. Somebody I'm kind of a little bit more interested in. Opportunity hasn't been there. Donovan Peoples-Jones has gotten some great targets, even with Amari Cooper. But I'm still interested in adding David Bell. I want to hold David Bell if I have him just a little bit longer. I want to see what happens when Deshaun Watson's back. He's probably somebody that you could get super cheap if not a throw-in. The weird thing about making trades is you hate David Bell today, and then I make you an offer. You're like, why does he want David Bell? And then you start creating your own narratives in your, am I the only one that does this? I'm not, am I? Come on, be honest. And then you start creating your own narratives in your head now for David Bell. And then you're like, man, maybe I don't hate David Bell anymore. I don't want to make that trade. So Some of these trades are still tough to make because so many people are going to be creating these narratives as we are on the show that make them want to add them or keep them too when you're trying to get them. But David Bell, I don't think I can get enough to move on from him, to be quite honest with you. Um, next person on the list I want to talk about is Velas Jones, and that's about all I want to talk. I, I think he's just almost like a drop in Dynasty even. Like, I don't even care, right? Like, right? Keontae Ingram. This is an interesting one, too, but I think that there is maybe some kind of value to be found in this one if you can find the right team. I don't want to hold, though. I have, I have zero interest of having him on my team. So that said, I mean, he's he's almost even like Vallis Jones, but I think that maybe you could actually get something for Ingram, even if it was a third or a fourth. I think that that's just what you do. You just move on. It's just the loss isn't the dip in value that you have to take in some of these players, but the loss is holding on to them for a future that's worse. Like, that's where the loss actually is. Today, you can still get something. Like, you didn't really give anything for some of these players. If you want to be honest with yourself, they were just like, what'd you call them? Dart throws. They were just picks, you know? It's not like you gave up any players. They were part of your game, I get. You know, you get them at the end of the season. Some of you traded them away. But you didn't give anything for these players. So, I think if you can get... get some more nothing back to use on a different player that maybe shows more potential by this time next year. But I think you move on from him. Christian Watson definitely did not belong with Traylon Burks or Jamison Williams. He's closer to David Bell and Vellis Jones. But I think you can get a little bit more for him. I think that he's somebody, though, too, that, like, I don't know who else you have on your teams. Maybe you have, like, Christian Watson and Isaiah Pacheco. And you could go out and make a hecko trade just by selling those two players to somebody else. But I think Christian Watson is somebody you have to add something to to recoup your value at this point or to even get close to coming even or you might still take a loss if you add to him. But I think that that's what you need to do for Christian Watson because I think that there's enough hope there. He's somebody, though, I do think you have to go to your non-contenders with because your contenders are too smart. <laughs> but but I think that you need to add to him to make something happen, quite honestly. And maybe it is I- Isaiah Pacheco. He's the next player on my list. And, I mean, you're thinking, like, he had five carries last week. It's pretty good. Patrick Mahomes had six. That concerns me. 
This is not a running back that they feel like they can put the ball through at any time they need to if their quarterback is going to run with the ball six times. Isaiah Pacheco is not a fantasy asset that is going to help you win unless you trade him. Then he can help you. He can help your future. He may be able to help you right now if you were lucky enough to get this valuable roster clogger off waivers throughout a dynasty league or anything like that. But, man, I mean, 3.15 points, 6.3 points, 4 points, 0.25 points, 9 points. That's pretty good. 2.65 points, 4 points. Week 1 Complete outlier to anything he's done throughout the season was 16.2. He had a touchdown that week. You got a little excited about that. Hopefully, you moved him then. You're like, yes, that's when I moved him. Because that window's closing. But I think you can still move on. I think there's enough Chiefs people out there that believe in that. Remember, that's fantasy football's home team. Trade Isaiah Pacheco. Probably for a second. You can probably get a second for Pacheco. You can probably add your second to Pacheco. And get a first because people really are still creating those narratives for whatever reason. And then there is the one, the only Wandale Robinson, right? Man, what a target hog last week. Three targets, two receptions. That was week eight. Maybe he'll get more out of the bye week. He did have eight targets week seven. Everybody got excited. Those are the kind of weeks we need to take advantage of on players like this. He might get another one out of the bye week here, week 10. They get Houston, so we'll see. But honestly, like week one, 1.5 points. Then he didn't play, didn't play, didn't play, didn't play. Then he had a good game, 12.7 points PPR. 11 points PPR week 7, then 3.5 points, just inconsistency from a wide receiver that really is holding a decent amount of value and hope and hype. You can still sell on that hope and hype. Like, shoot, like, you could probably do like a Wandale Robinson, maybe Christian Watson for Jameson Williams. Is that crazy, Finero? I don't know, man. But I don't think I need Wandale Robinson on my team to help me win any fantasy football championships. And that's what I want to try to help you do. I think that he will help some people think your lineup looks a little sexier if that's what you're looking for. But I think you take the clothes off. Move on. It's better. Be sure to hop on DynastyNerds.com. Check out all their tools. The values of these players we've talked about today, maybe help make some trades with them, see if I'm on point. I didn't look at any calculators before I kind of came on the show. That would have probably been a good idea, Finero. Had you known I was doing the show like this, I bet you would have told me to do that. So, man, maybe maybe I will do that after the show. I'll check out some of these Dynasty Nerds values from some of the trades I talked about, or maybe try to think of some more to move on from some of these players. Some of the players we want to hold, maybe we'll try to add. Maybe we'll put that on Twitter. Maybe. Use code FEVER at Dynasty Nerds. Follow at ArtMarkDV. Follow at Rookie Fever. Follow me, me, me at Swagzilla Zero G. This is at Rookie Fever. Five star review us. And we are out. When you kiss me, when you hold me tight. Fever.